now we are recording. Awesome. Cool. Uh, folks, welcome to Super Together. We are at Compassion Fix World Headquarters <laughs> at, um, I don't know what your address is, but you're at, well, let's see, I do know what your address yeah. is. 12132 State, State Line, Line Road. Yes. Um, <laughs> in Leewood, Kansas, That's I right. think. And so we are, um, yeah, we just, uh, our schedule today was such that uh, we are we doing it in Ginger's it office for the first time. Yeah. So, uh, we didn't actually prepare like an agenda today, but but Ginger and I are both working, I think, on some interesting projects, and I just figured we could maybe take a minute and talk to each other about those projects and, um, you know, kind of what we're um, what we're excited about. Um, before we get into that, where are you on Parks and Rec? Oh my gosh! So Leslie won, and okay. um, uh, Ben's in DC. Okay, so you're beginning of season five. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay, season five. Yes, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, no, it's great. It um, just keeps getting better. I've been um, so our our nightly rhythm is we kind of put the girls to bed. Lindsay breastfeeds Cora, and while she's doing that, I kind of like don't have anything else to do while I wait to yeah. do whatever we're going to be doing together. And so I've been watching just Park, Again, Parks and yeah. Rec season four for the 40th time. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you mentioned uh, in our text back and forth that Andy is your favorite. Yes. Um, I love Andy. And uh, my one of my favorite scenes from that show, and I, I think of it all the time, is when um, they're uh, doing a, it's kind of a campaign event, but also sort of a Parks and Rec event where they're um, helping the kids with their model UN. Yes. And Ben and Leslie end up getting into this kind of altercation. Yes. And um, actually, there's two things. <laughs> I don't know why I just want to share these, but one of them is, um, so Ben and uh, Ben is Peru, uh, Leslie is Denmark, and um, they decide to sort of declare war on each other in the context of this United Nations. Because Leslie has to win um, and do right. it perfectly. And... Um, Ben says, hey, here's a white flag. You might as well start waving it. And Leslie says, the only thing I will be waving is your decapitated head on a stick in front of your weeping mother. <laughs> and as she says it, Andy just has this look on his face like, Eesh, that is intense. Um, Andy's expressions are the yeah. best. And in that same episode, there's another scene where uh, Leslie, or not Leslie, April and Andy are trying to get Ben and Leslie to kind of come together and make amends. Um, and Andy mm. says, you know, I think it's, it'll be good for you to have, uh, your very own Camp David. And, um, Ben says, uh, and so then Andy goes to a talking head and explains, he's like, yeah, when I was in high school, we had, uh, my friend David Fundus used to have people over in his backyard and we would have conversations and, you know, everybody would just kind of come together and it would be this really great time. Um, we called it Camp David. And then they cut back to the scene and Ben's like, uh, how do you know what Camp David is? And Andy goes, how do you know what Camp David is? Anyway. <laughs> That's why I love Andy. It's like <laughs> yeah. the innocence of you yeah. don't have to be pretending you've got it all figured out. You can just be Andy yeah. and so, go through the world clueless, which is really refreshing. Yeah. Yes, he he is my favorite by yeah. far. And he he's the one I laugh at the most. And <laughs> yeah. Love so him. love Parks and Rec. We encourage our audience to watch it. Uh, and I was yeah. thinking last time, you know, you pointed out that every episode kind of has a message of mm -hmm. re reconciliation. And so I've been watching for that now. And it's so true. Mm. And, and it's so good. You know, my teenagers are loving the humor, but they're also getting this message of how we treat other people is so important. Yeah. So the other good. day I was watching it and my five-year-old came in and I was thinking like, should my five-year-old be watching mm -hmm. this? And then I'm thinking like, 
it's really fine. I mean, yeah. it's as, you know, as shows go, like there's not really any content right. in there that I would feel uncomfortable with them absorbing. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a lot that they probably wouldn't get. It goes but, over their head. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Compassion Fix is yeah. doing something new and cool. I am on Compassion Fix's email mm-hmm. list or, or is it Ginger's email list yeah, or both? I don't know. It's the compa- yeah, um, Compassion And it was like, hey, something to do with community. So yes. talk to us about yeah. what is going on with all that. So yeah, I've been sending out these Tuesday morning emails almost two years. Um, and I started that as just accountability for myself. And mm-hmm. I wanted to share a mindfulness tip every week that we could be all practicing and thinking about. And um, as that list grew, I would get emails from people sometimes and they'd have these great insights and responses. And I thought, I want everybody to hear this. Mm-hmm. So I'd been kind of cooking on how could we not have this just a one-way communication of me sending out an email, but I want to hear back from people. And then when the pandemic hit, I had just rented this space, mm-hmm. Compassion Fix Headquarters, as James calls yep. it, World Headquarters. Um, and I, as you can see, because we're sitting here, it's a workshop space that mm-hmm. I could have big or semi small big groups yeah. in and that was my dream was to bring all these people together that have been reading my stuff and following and love this subject matter and when the pandemic hit I thought I got to figure out community differently so I started um, looking at platforms of where could we be together online mm-hmm. outside of social media and have more contribution than just a zoom meeting with one another. So I launched the Compassion Fix community about a month ago, and it's been really fun. We're all still kind of learning and getting in our groove, but we pick a topic every month. And last month was how do we quiet our worried minds? Mm. So it was a lot of mindfulness and breathing. And I post exercises. The people in the community post resources. We do um, Monday meetings and Friday meetings where we gather together, whoever can be live, and then everyone else kind of watches a replay at their convenience. Uh, And this month we're doing self-awareness and we're bringing in an Enneagram coach to teach us Mm. about the Enneagram tool for how you perceive the world around you and how you respond to the world around you. And then we've talked about this. We talked about the soul this week and the core of our being and who are we? So it's, it's a fun place to have these deep conversations. And I feel like we're in a virtual coffee shop sitting around Mm -hmm. a table. Yeah. It sounds like it's like a, it's like a, it's a deep dive in, you know, thinking about mindfulness and soul awareness and Enneagram, but, but you're doing it in a space where you can, you know, get, get feedback from other people, hear about other people's experiences. Exactly. One of the things that I, I've always loved about group contexts is that, you know, we are, our own sort of horizons are broadened. We learn things yes. about ourselves by yes. hearing about how other people have walked similar paths. Totally. That's what's so fun. Cause just uh, Tuesday night we had a session on the soul and you know, some people were like, I've never thought about my soul. And other people were, I think about my soul every day. And so just listening to the two of them kind of share back and forth, it was so cool to get perspective that we wouldn't have alone in our homes reading a book about the soul. And Mm -hmm. so that conversation and learning from each other is so important. I think what we realized also is that we're not alone in how we feel. And so that's the, I know you love group classes and I do too. And that's one of the things that we've both witnessed people doing when you come together is they feel less alone Mm -hmm. and they you're sharing your story and you realize other people think the the same way I do and because we question is what's wrong with me is Mm -hmm. something why do I do this and then when you find out it's a very normal human thing to be thinking and doing it's such a relief so that's 
that's probably my deepest drive in forming a community is so that we don't we feel less alone and mm. we get perspective from others. Yeah, no, that's great. I think that it's it is especially valuable in a context where there's just so little um, access to community right now. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to, I mean, I think about communities that I'm attached to, like my small group, you know, which is five couples. And, you know, we got together in a backyard maybe once <laughs> since all this started. And then, um, you know, we early on, we had a couple of Zoom meetings, but it's just, it's been really hard to um, really find a structure that allows us to thrive in that community space. And when I saw kind of what you were doing, I'm thinking like, okay, like it's, um, it isn't just sort of an open-ended happy hour Zoom chat. Like there are, you know, right. there are ways, there's there's a structure and a rhythm and a um, process that you can dive into um, that allows for that connection to thrive. Yeah. And I think I see you doing that with your first hour community. Sure. Too. Yeah. Um, and I haven't talked about first hour much on on this uh, right. podcast, but um, I think we should. Well, sure, it's a cool thing. Um, yeah, it's what it is is a um, every morning. Um, this started in June. Um, you know, I'm a, a. I don't know if it's. I don't think Richard Rohr would like to have people call themselves disciples of Richard Rohr, <laughs> um, but I I you know uh -huh. follow his teaching a lot, and there's a lot that he says that's pretty compelling to me, and it's also sort of within the mm -hmm. mindfulness umbrella, mm -hmm. and I found that one of the things that I needed to really lean into some of the mindfulness practices, contemplative practices that I have espoused valuing for a long time uh, was accountability, um, and so I went to my pastor, and I was like, hey, can I... Um, can I like lead a contemplative community? Um, I had some experience in leading mindfulness practices, not a whole lot of things related to prayer, um, but have kind of gotten to a place where now I, um, yeah, every morning except for Sunday at 730, uh, I'm out in the field at Heritage Presbyterian Church. It uh, sits on about eight acres, and so there's this um, kind of dead tree in the middle of the field that's you know, it's, it's symbolic yes. in the way that we gather around it in terms of like, you know, life and death. But, um, yeah, we spent about 15 minutes, um, walking through some, um, some prayers that I write, some prayers from like Christian history and, 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 and other faith traditions. And, um, and, uh, you know, we spent some time in contemplative practice and, um, you know, that, that kind of stuff. It's a, it's a pretty cool, um, community. Um, most of it is online right now. And, um, and there's a handful of people that will actually come out into the field, but, um, yeah, that's, that's, I think that we're all looking for those ways to stay connected to some form of community when so many of the things that, um, we used to depend on mm -hmm. for, um, connection are kind of lost to us, or at least, you know, on pause for the time being. Right. And I, yeah. I think that, um, you know, what you're developing is that kind of hybrid th that everyone can participate mm. given any comfort level, right? You have people that can come be in person, but you also make it available online. And I think that's kind of our new normal for all of us is we're going mm. to have to figure out ways that, um, we connect both in person and virtually for the foreseeable future. Sure. Um, but I love seeing that we're both trying to create these things where you can do that. And you're also developing an online class, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the, um, that's what's taken most of my time in the past uh, few weeks. Um, and I, so I put it together, but it's one of those things that like couldn't exist without Lindsay. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Lindsay's a one um, on the Enneagram, uh, which she likes to think of as an improver, not a perfectionist. Okay. Um, and so what that means is that the like attention to detail that makes a course like a reality is something that I just I don't possess in the oh, same that's way. That's awesome. Um, yes, she does. That, uh, <laughs> that I'm really interested in. Um, what it amounts to is I have um, recorded. Um, four lessons that um, take some of the principles that I have found to be true for a lot of couples that I work with. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the series is called Converge, and it, it leans heavily on Latin, which is, um, I think I say in the opening video, it's, it's um, um, I, I use enough Latin to seem smart, but not so much that I seem ridiculous. Um, but uh, that's a good balance. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so the, basically, the like converge means like to bend together, um, and so it's like two streams kind of becoming one stream. Um, and so you know, there's uh, a course on you know building connection and how do we um, lean into practices that are going to drive us toward closer relationship. Um, one specifically on conflict and how do we navigate conflict in a way that is, um, again, the Latin roots are strike together. Mm -hmm. um, so instead of thinking about like striking against each other, striking yeah. uh, like a common problem with each other. Um, and then thinking about the roles we play in relationships. So commune, like sharing together the, um, the roles that we have. Um, including like differentiation, like how do we be ourselves in the spaces of relationships, but also be um, together. And then the last one is conspire, um, which sounds really ominous, but it's it's breathing together is mm -hmm. the Latin there. Oh, and so I it's guess. um it's a lot of it's like individual mutual self care. Like how do we care for one another, uh, become attuned to each other's needs, those types of things. So it's um it's new content in terms of how like because I was thinking as I was putting it together, like am I just kind of regurgitating a lot of the stuff we've done in Super Together? And, and I think the answer is no. Mm -hmm. um, most of it is uh, really drawn from the work that I do with couples. And, and I'm kind of looking at it as a resource for people who are kind of on the fence about couples counseling. Because mm -hmm. um, I put together a workbook that goes along with it that asks you some questions individually, asks you some questions as a couple. Um, has um, Each module has about eight different activities that you can do to really dive deeper. And... Um, so, so my hope is that people will see it and say, like, okay, um, we recognize that there is some sense of disconnection here, but um, one or both of us has some apprehension about, like, going down and sitting with a counselor. Um, and um, Lindsay was worried in the early uh, reading and revisions of it that I was, like, writing myself out of a job, that I was, like, saying, like, if people just do this, then they're not going to come to counseling. And I hope that that's not true. <laughs> I hope that people will see it and say, like, okay, like, like step one is, you know, we've engaged some of these resources and now we can seek professional support if that's necessary um, to really dive deeper. So um, that is, um, I'm, I'm launching it in the next couple of weeks, um, but uh, it's at convergecourses.com and you can uh, sign up to be kind of on the launch list, which I'm going to release at kind of a discounted rate. But um, where's the that's Compassion cool. Fix community So stuff? Um, you can go to it from Compassion fix.com mm -hmm. you'll see the word community on the mm -hmm. homepage, and you can join there or compassion fix community all one word mm -hmm. or one url.com yeah um and i i love Lindsay's insight into are we you know giving away the material <laughs> yeah. and then cannibalizing our private practice and i've had that same pondering but what i think it does is um 
exactly what your intention was is to give it to somebody to get more comfortable with the idea of couples counseling Mm -hmm. and then build a sense of trust with you uh, from watching your teaching videos and then come in and discuss personal, you know, more like individualized stuff. So I think the way that I think about it is, um, you know, I uh, like I'll spend you know, 10 minutes on the phone with somebody, even if I know that I'm not the counselor for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like for example, I don't really work with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but if someone, if a parent says, Hey, like I need help for my kid, like mm-hmm. I'll help them find somebody right. because my ultimate goal is like, I want people to be better. I, right. I want them to uh, become their best selves to become as healthy as they can be. Um, and I think that what I've recognized is there is an entire, um, there are all these people in relationships and I'm biased, but I think that everybody could do with some degree of couples counseling. Absolutely. Uh, but there are so many, um, who are like, um, who would maybe experience themselves as like just under the threshold of needing couples counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still not as connected as they want to be. Um, and so again, it, this, maybe this pushes them into that next category of recognizing like, Oh, like there's some value that I could get from this process. Uh, but even if not, I think that it would probably be something that they could, um, you know, they will be better off, I hope, for having um, connected with this resource. I think um, it takes some of the um, mystery also out of what do you do when you go to couples sure, counseling? Because sure. um, I found in the in my work, you know, people will say like, well, what do we work on or what will mm-hmm. we talk about? Because it's hard to understand how this works if you've never done a coaching or, or a therapy appointment right. before. So these online offerings, I think, do take away some of the the mystery, the stigma, the the apprehension of I'm gonna you know sit down with this person and I don't know what we're gonna talk about. Yeah. So I think it's a great kind of on ramp into um, the work that we do to sure. and and especially now in the comfort of your home, right, um, right. you know you can get access to this information. Yeah. So your community, um, what is it? Um, so I want to get involved. I can yeah. go to compassionfixedcommunity.com yes. or compassionfix.com right. and I can find it there. Yeah. Um, and then it's um, $10 a week. Is yep. that how much it ends yep. up being? Okay. Yeah. So it's $40 a month and you can cancel or um, join at any time. All of the things that we've done so far are archived there and mm-hmm. you can watch replays. So there's no like coming late to the game kind of thing. It's sure. all there forever. Um, and then if it's not for you, you know, you can cancel too at any time. So really it's just my offering. I kind of committed to six months to get us through COVID and see mm-hmm. where we are. Sure, sure. Um, but what I'm finding is it's been a lifeline for some of the women that have been chatting with each other, you gotcha. know, that are feeling isolated and they want to do something with their brains. So there's, a, there's some new information. There's some challenging stuff. If you want to dive in, we, we do a lot of book discussions and Mm -hmm. so some people are ordering books to read and finding new resources we talk about podcasts we talk about um you know just a lot of current things that are happening in the world and how do we remain people of faith in those how do we um you know grow together to be the people we want to be i I intentionally kept it outside of social media um, mm-hmm. instead of doing a Facebook group. One, this platform's much more robust and we can do a lot more with it than than Facebook allows. But it also doesn't, um, we don't have to go into social media and mm-hmm. get triggered trying yeah, to find yeah, our yeah. group, right? So, so that's kind of been a nice relief that we are outside of social media. Um, yeah, it's just been a really safe, calming place for, for yeah. me this last month and I think for 
for the others that have joined. So it's it's open to anyone, um, all ages, all walks of life. Mm-hmm. And I think the more diversity we get, the better the conversations yeah. are. Yeah, that's great. Um, and my stuff you can find at, uh, again, convergecourses.com. Um, the reason why it's courses plural is because I'm, I'm kind of releasing this as a core curriculum, but my ultimate hope is to have um, some of the other you know, specialists in town that I work with, um, you know, people that focus on um, things like um, eating disorders or people that focus on um, uh, sex and intimacy and those types of things that they can offer sort of specialized courses that are all really geared toward connection, um, but maybe offer more, um, again, specialization than probably what I could offer. So my hope is to continue to add to that sort of content library over time. Um, but, uh, I haven't actually landed on the price right now. Lindsay thinks it should be a million dollars. Um, <laughs> she's so kind and wonderful and supportive. Um, but, uh, trying to find, um, something around, I think 130 mm-hmm. is kind of 129 99. So yeah. it's, um, it'll tell, it'll make your brain think that it's not $130 yes. Um, yes. is kind of what we're thinking on. And so that'll probably be out in the next week or so, but you can go there now and, and sign up for, uh, for the launch stuff. But, um, well, fantastic. I hope that you have enjoyed this 21 minute advertisement on <laughs> <laughs> some of the things that uh, Ginger and I are up to. Mm-hmm. Um, we will be back uh, next week talking about whatever. Yes. Um, Ginger, anything else that's on the top of your mind that feels like we were supposed to mention but didn't? No, I would just encourage our listeners to reach out to either one of us. There are so many resources we can connect you with. Mm-hmm. Um, similar to the work we're doing, um, you know, there's there's so many great resources. So yeah. don't struggle. Don't feel alone. That's sure. what we're here for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, if you're interested in those resources, you can hit rewind for about a minute and see where you can find those. But uh, generally speaking, uh, my work is available at talkingwithjames.com. And I'm available at CompassionFix.com. Um, I almost said um, uh, TalkingWithFix.com or TalkingWithCompassion. <laughs> that would be the merge. Yeah, That's like the People great. Magazine version yeah. of us. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So um, we'd love to connect with you. But uh, we'll be back here next uh, Friday for um, whatever topic feels most relevant to us at that time. Um, but until then. Be well. Be well.